Welcome to the subtle storm. Hello, everybody, and thank you for joining me today. My name is Sky, and you're listening to Subtle Storm, where we talk about the ins and outs of the storm that we call this human experience and human condition. And today, I kind of want to touch briefly on the concept of, or the overall definition, I guess, of what healing means and what it can entail. And I've talked about this multiple times, and of course, I'm also going to revisit the fact that um, me personally as a host and as a human being and constantly growing and changing and learning new perspectives and delving into, you know, completely different phases of being and different phases in life and all different things like that. So my opinion and my, um, understandings and everything all changed throughout time and have most definitely changed throughout the course of this podcast. So I definitely want to make that known in case you've maybe listened to previous episodes and like, oh, she's contradicting herself, which we do. And that's a part of human nature. And I also seem to think that that is an aspect of healing. But in kind of um, correlation with last week's topic of spiritual distortion, which may not have been the best title, but this concept of, like, spirituality for what it may not really be, which who's to say really what it is, but I think a lot of ways, you know, media portrays it in ways that are just seemingly coping mechanisms, which there's nothing wrong with that, but there's always this kind of narrative, at least from what I have seen and and heard, that, you know, healing is more often than not perceived to be this working of getting to this best version of yourself and completely and fully letting go and healing all these things so that you can get to this point where it doesn't bother you anymore or you can get to this point where these things that you're you're quote-unquote healing like are non-existent because you've healed them and I want to talk about that just a little bit because I think that that concept in itself is very dissociative the more that I've delved into spirituality quote-unquote alongside psychology and psychoanalysis it's really led me to more rational conclusions as far as like And I'll give you, of course, I also want to mention that this is my perspective and it does not in any way have to align with yours. Um, Just offering you new new tools to maybe use or maybe to to think about. But anyway, I digress. Um, I think that this dissociative kind of pattern that we see a lot in society, you know, if we think about it, like most people, so there's 50% of the population that have a normal... um, attachment style and the other 50% with maybe a, um, a dysfunctional attachment style. So we have to think about, you know, majority, not even majority, but like half of the population um, aren't really given the proper tools to deal with or to cope with these emotions and these different trauma points that they've had in life. And of course, this statistic could be off at this point in time, but um, given what we know now, um, you know, I think with that, we can draw the conclusion that a lot of people turn to harsh coping mechanisms or they turn to more like drastic things or just simply dissociative coping, which is what a lot of coping can be, especially through media. Um, that drives in this, this kind of like 
desire for once you hear of this like oh this healed person this person who is healing I think in that that mindset it's like which I've had this before where you kind of are like okay well now I see this opportunity and I can get here um all I have to do is follow these very specific guidelines and I'll get here and it's the same thing with like spirituality and things like that and I kind of touched on that but and I also want to reiterate that there's nothing wrong with anything of this manner like there's nothing wrong with coping there's nothing wrong with having dissociative um traits and tendencies like I think that's a very um common response to this type of trauma or you know challenging experiences or or dysfunctional attachment based in in your youth and you grow you don't you don't know what to do with that and going back to what we were talking about is kind of like this dissociative nature just is it's ingrained and it becomes normal. So when you hear things like that, you just kind of cling to them. And that's, I think, where that narrative comes in of like, okay, healing is really just getting to this best version of myself and getting to fix all this stuff and then it'll be all better. But I think in healing, we really have to recognize that like, and I've, I've mentioned this, I don't know if I've mentioned this on the podcast before, but I've talked to somebody about it where um there's and this this may be very very controversial but you know there's this saying that we tell people who are maybe clinically depressed or suicidal that that things get better and it's hard to rationalize that statement in some ways and don't think I'm trying to be morbid here but in in a lot of ways I do think that's a beautiful statement to tell somebody in that state but we don't want to emphasize on that, I would say, because it doesn't get better. You get stronger and you get more aware of yourself and more aware of how to cope and how to handle those things so that you're better equipped. Life is still going to come at you. Life is still going to be challenging, but you're going to grow and you're going to be get stronger. Like, it's always going to be you versus you. It's never you versus the world in in reality. Um, and I think that that some, in some way correlates to the, we create our own reality, but at the same time, like, like, again, life is just going to be thrown at us in the ways that it's thrown. And, and the actual reality of that is that, you know, life is happening in the way that it's supposed to happen for our growth or for the next generation's growth. Like everything has a plan course that's just my perception of it but I think that that is a really perfect like belief to have because what else would make sense you know and of course there are so many that's that's coping mechanism that's a that's a mental um coping um vocabulary to use with yourself to deal with the world around you and why things are happening but I digress what I think healing really is is just that is like learning relearning really is relearning everything that you have experienced throughout life and every emotion you've had or every feeling that you've had and allowing it to be in the way that it's supposed to be allowing it to exist and fully accepting it and having compassion for yourself for having experienced that having compassion for those um, unhealed versions of you, for having compassion for those versions of you that don't feel like they align anymore or felt like they were acting out of this or that and 
just completely and over, overall accepting yourself in every possible form and learning the ways in which you have your needs haven't been met and how to get those met. Learning how to allow yourself space to be, to feel, to whatever was lacking in your childhood, making space for that and bringing that into your present life now. What else would be healing than patching those parts of yourself that were lacking in youth? And I think it's it's easy to say, and not, not I don't mean easy to say, but it's like, it makes sense to say that almost all or majority of our traumas and our um, foundational um, attachment dysfunction comes from our youth and from our childhood. And that makes it important to look back and, and recognize those things. And I have recently been just listening to a lot of, like, interviews and stuff with different people, just random people, like... Um, I'm not going to mention any YouTuber names or anything, but, you know, there's there's a couple random interviews with, like, different people. For example, um, there was somebody who had interviewed a prostitute who had just been really messed up from her pimps and, and the life that she had, and, but there was, for, for the reason I'm saying this is that there was a semblance in her that she recognized these traits that she was experiencing, these habits that she had formed, like the drug addictions and everything, all were resulting from her childhood. Now, did she really, like, have it even, have the capacity even in her at that time to, like, really seek deeper and heal those? Maybe not. Didn't, it didn't, from my perspective, it didn't seem like it. There was a lot of emotional neglect on herself because that's what she had learned. But she had this awareness in a sense of, like, you know, I think, I am taking after my mom in a couple ways and you know like we naturally have this awareness that a lot of the things that we experience in life presently come from the way that we were raised and come from the way that you know we watched our parents and it, it makes sense because that's all that we knew that's who was our primary caregivers it makes sense that our natural instinct would be of that but can we follow that and recognize like a lot of the foundational things that maybe we believe or we see of ourselves are all kind of products of this experience that we had that wasn't really ours. And while we can say that and say like, and take the blame off of ourselves in some ways, you know, we still are responsible for the mind and the everything that we are creating now. While when you are younger, of course, you are supposed to be given those needs. You're supposed to be given that attention, that love, what all of your needs. You're supposed to have them. And of course, it's also not realistic to expect a parent to know everything and what to do and how to do it for you. But that is where that healing comes in because at the end of the day, we can't expect a perfect life. I don't know if we would really be human if we had perfect lives. I think part of our DNA is to have that big capacity to really hone in on ourselves and our life in the way that our life and ourselves and our perspectives and our voice and our interactions all affect the other humans around us. It's it's an imperfect experience that has so much just pure purity and perfection within it that we are able to recognize and see through. And I think a lot of people when when recognizing that fact feel intimidated and I've definitely felt that before. It's, you know, 
you're just in that you're valid in that feeling because it's a lot especially when you've come from you know severe like or um ornate not ornate but just grandiose traumas outside and of course emotional abuse and you know those things that may not seem very obvious to you are very very challenging but it can feel even more overwhelming when you've had these big grandiose periods of trauma like for me example being an attempted homicide victim that sorry (laughs) thinking about that alongside like when I first kind of began this journey thinking about that alongside the emotional healing that I felt like I had to do from the perspective of my mom and things like that it felt like I was never going to get anywhere and I would feel burnt out and overwhelmed all the time but there was always a semblance that knew like I'm going to get through it and I'm going to make it through and you just have to really believe that of yourself because we are all fully capable if you really do like neuroscientific research and things like that our brains you know we, we aren't using even half of our full capacity let alone even like a fourth of it when you really think about it we have so much capacity and if you think about it you know what else would that be than to heal ourselves and to learn the ins and outs of the reality that we experience and of course that's from my perspective I have a very keen um, desire for that and I don't know because I'm only in my experience how that may translate in other people's minds and perspectives based off of their human experiences and that's why I want to study that stuff because it's interesting to me but at the same time I understand that it's really hard to conceptualize for a lot of people but at the end of the day we do have we are capable of healing and we are capable of seeing these things as they lay out like for example just you know, watching, I've learned now recently, watching myself, for example, in situations, instead of saying like, oh, I'm feeling like so anxious right now, or I'm I'm just, I just want to go home, or just like random emotions. These are just random examples that I'm thinking of. But in those discomforts or those periods of emotion, allow yourself to feel that emotion and learn the situation. What in that is making you feel like that? Is this person not safe? Is this person reminding you of a trauma or a trigger? Is this person like, I don't know, for example, if you are feeling super happy, what is that person doing that's making you happy? Are they, what, what need are they fulfilling? Like, we are so able to watch our environment and watch ourselves interact with people, and learn those things about ourselves. Like, that's why I always say that people are mirrors, because we can really see so much about ourselves just by simply having one conversation with somebody. And that is why, for me, in a lot of experiences of people, and personally, I try to immediately see the value in it, even though a lot of things can be really hard and challenging, There's always this extra level of awareness that comes about it, especially in dating and relationships. Like, I found that dating for me was one of the most eye-opening and um, wholesome, in a way, experiences because I would meet these people and I would notice all of these different things in these people that are triggering me and coming back home and saying, all right, I got to work on this. Let's, Let's work on it. Bringing it to therapy coming back in my journal and things like that is how you heal. (laughs) That's the process. It's literally the process of like 
taking these awarenesses, learning from them, coming back to yourself, what can I do for myself next time? How can I take, what can I take away from this experience? And how can I better do something for me? And it's okay to have that selfish nature. And I don't think that's really selfish, but like having that self-oriented viewpoint saying like what do I need what is for me as long as you're still of course considering people that are considering you you know it's it doesn't go one way or the other but you know (sighs) yeah there's so much more that I can talk about this but I wanted to give you guys a shorter episode this week because I know that I can kind of be those up in those hour marks and it does for some people it's not the best so try to give you guys a good variety especially with meditation and things like that so I hope that you enjoyed this episode and please let me know if you have any um recommendations for future episodes if you want to come on give me an email shoot me a message on dm you are blessed you are loved you are seen and if you wouldn't mind please feel free to to give me a rating on whatever platform you prefer to listen on i greatly appreciate you and i hope that you have an amazing day night week morning whatever it is and namaste